0: Hello, bienvenue, welcome and willkommen to Mates Rate, the casting of Pod in which our two down-on-their-luck heroes attempt to climb the ladder of social mobility using the rungs of inequity leaning against the wall of British classery. My name is Gascar and I am joined by a man who wouldn't look out of place in a lineup of hopefuls for the stage production of Hobbit and the Musical Songs of the Shire, Dan Kayser. Before we continue, I should say that we are going to be spoiling as rotten as the fruit from our local greengrocer all of the films which we are discussing. So, to help you out, we'll be putting all the names of any films even mentioned in the description of the podcast. So, on your own head be it. Going to give you a second now to pause and go and watch 20 or so films. Pause. And continue, previously on Mates Rate we discussed our first three examples of films which have gathered a great deal of love and respect from either the adoring public or the adoring box office or even the adoring critics, and we just don't get why. So far in at number five from me we had A Clockwork Orange, Dan's Five was The Greatest Showman, number four for me was Inception and Dan chose Jordan Peele's Us for his number four pick, Quite some controversy at number three from both our picks with me choosing The Big Lebowski and Dan hitting back hard with the epic June from Denny Villeneuve. So now it's time to complete this list with our part two of our Popular But Why podcast. So now, on to our number two picks. Hopefully, we can get through this with our friendship and bones intact. This may get physical. My number two is another sci-fi film. and And the reason that I... I've got this on the list is because I should love it, because I am a sci-fi nerd. You
1: are that kind of guy.
0: I love I love flying vehicles and killer robots and and let's face it, Blade Runner It's full of flying. It's got vehicles, those in spades. Killer robots, yeah, absolutely.
1: You don't like Blade Runner.
0: I just I've tried tried really hard to like it. I just I just yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm. It's
1: that kind of thing of like but but you're a you're a film fan. You're yeah. a film student. You must love you it. You have to love Blade Runner. It's got
0: all these wonderful film noir elements. It's gothic, it's low key lighting, there's a detective. You've gotta love it if you love film.
1: Yeah, it's Ridley Scott. It's Ridley what, Scott. What are you about? Do you
0: know what? I'm gonna say something really controversial.
1: Buckle up everybody.
0: Ridley Scott. I think he's a bit
1: overrated. Oh I know. Can't believe you're saying this. No, I know.
0: I know. Yeah. Well
1: I just maybe everyone's overrated.
0: Maybe. I just, I I think that he's done some fantastic films and I think sort of the concept of those films at the time that they were created is the thing that's fantastic. But I'm not sure it's the films themselves.
1: Do you think Blade Runner doesn't hold up then as, as time has marched on?
0: I mean, I have watched it several times. Like many, many times.
1: Do you know what version and, you were watching?
0: Well, like this is it. I've what bought, edit you were watching? I've bought many, many versions of it. So I, I myself am part of the problem because I just keep financing this film, like <laughs> <laughs> different versions of this film. But I just, I just don't. Uh, I want to love it. I want to love it so much. I love Edward James Olmos. He's fantastic. You know, mm. you know the Bill Adama from the Battlestar Galactica remake fantastic actor I love Harrison Ford you know Han Solo Indiana Jones who doesn't love a bit of Harrison Ford yeah a bit of Br- Rutger Rutger Howard now his performance was really good and I loved his I do love his you know tears in the rain that speech yeah, yeah that speech uh, you know I've seen battleships on fire off the shoulder of Orion or whatever it was yeah. he said, I can't remember but it, it was it was a beautiful speech you know and it's it's all about the fact that Everything that he's learned, everything that he's experienced is going to be lost when he dies, and that that's a tragedy. And I get that. Yeah, it's great. But there's just, like, some bits of it, like Daryl Hannah, I just don't get what she's doing with her yeah, domino nev- mask makeup. Yeah, I thing. never understood and,
1: her too much.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I don't think I get it. Maybe I'm not clever enough for it, I don't know.
1: Do you think it, it it's, it's aiming itself at a... A certain intelligence here, and it's well, it, like it, cleverer it, than me. Yeah, but and I mean, it ta- and it takes itself that's quite more a,
0: quite a lot of the population really takes isn't
1: it? itself too seriously.
0: I mean, I mean, it does take itself very seriously. just doesn't do it for me. Does it do it for you?
1: I've enjoyed Blade Runner, but I, th- I think I have been somewhat conditioned into liking it because you're meant to.
0: You're a film fan. You Which, like sci-fi. Exactly. Yeah. You've got to love Blade Runner.
1: So it's kind of, you yeah. know, the whole thing about this, this episode that we're doing now is that can you be conditioned into, you know, having to like something because it's... because you're meant to like it. You know, it's it, it's it's speaking to your demographic. It's speaking to your interests. I do genuinely think it's a it's a very well made, um, oh, very very well made film, and absolutely beautiful cinematography in, in parts. The the, the the speech in the rain from from Rutger Hauer. Oh yeah, that looks incredible.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, it's got some elements in it that are fantastic, and mm. and are you know, I think ap-
1: it's got great set pieces. I think maybe as an overall film it's got kind of as a lot of films do like ebbs and flows and like low moments where you start to like get lost a little bit. Yeah. And I wonder if that's why you've got all these different versions with with narration and stuff to keep the audience engaged, you know, do you have the the narration version or not? Do you have the the different cuts of it that have more explicit meanings in there because maybe something wasn't quite right with that film at least from the filmmaker's point of view why would they put out three or four different cuts of it if they were, weren't were happy with it? Money. Oh, you think it was just a money grab?
0: Well, no, I think that... Um, I Do think... you
1: think it's so beloved that people, will buy, people like you will buy Every version of to it, like it. <laughs> trying to get <laughs> trying so trying to hard. get on board with Blade Runner.
0: Um, I think that uh, I think there's an element of this the, the, from the studio's point of view, from the distributor's point of view, whoever makes the DVDs point of view. I think that they just see that that they've got this classic film that they can keep milking a bit more money out of. But I do think that Ridley is also looking at it and trying to get his perfect version because it was interfered with when it was originally released. Okay, you know they put that that whole. Studio voiceover thing on, yeah. You know, uh, I I can't remember what other changes they had on there. Did they put a, a happy ending on, whereas it was meant to be a bit more ambiguous? Interesting thing to do with your uh, your favorite film. You know this. You must know this. Go on. Them them driving off at the end. You know this. No. Okay. So the bit where they, they you've got like a helicopter shot of a car driving off at the end, and it's it's Harrison Ford and. Uh, Sean Young, Rachel. That is uh, alternate takes or unused footage of them driving to the Overlook Hotel from *Shining*. Oh, is that right? Yeah, oh,
1: I did not. Know I that. believe. I, did I think there is.
0: This. Please write in uh, and tell me if I am wrong, but I think that's right.
1: You've got other little interesting factoids along the lines of they've tried to merge the Alien universe and the Blade Runner universe together. Okay. So yeah, so that you, you, there there is different uh, references in I think in Alien was it in aliens yeah there's these references i think you see them in text references to the the tyrell corporation who oh, make okay. who make the replicants the androids the um I prefer synthetic human myself or synthetic person um so yeah obviously alien uh, mm-hmm. universe has Weyland got Yutani. exactly has got your synthetics in there your your androids and so you can see how it kind of mm. it kind of works
0: uh, other fun facts about Blade Runner is that they've got in the the landscape, I think that they have like an, uh, one of the buildings is made out of like an upside down R2-D2 model, I think. Oh, okay. One is sort of part of the Millennium Falcon, I think. Yeah, um, but,
1: I mean that's another reason why I have got, I've got certain love for Blade Runner, mm-hmm. is because of, the, because of the, the work that went into the filmmaking, yeah. rather than the film so itself. So I have an appreciation
0: you know. for the film, but when I sit down and watch it, I go uh you a bit bored i want to like it more yeah i want to like it more why am already? i not yeah. loving it? i suppose
1: that's what we're getting that's into it. isn't it we we're, we're not just saying these things are bad we we're, we're wondering why we're not loving it
0: in the way that we should mm. anyway shall we move on to your number 2 pick
1: so my number 2 pick uh, i think we're going to get this very quick for a two
0: picture call <laughs> it's the uh, it's the new zealand rapper <laughs> or you've heard of two picture call <laughs>
1: So my number two, I think that we won't spend too much time on this just because um, it's Blade Runner 2049.
0: Oh, okay.
1: The direct sequel to, in story, to the original. Well,
0: that's interesting, isn't it? Um, But it's also interesting because your two in a row there you picked is another, Denny Villeneuve.
1: Oh, is it really? Did
0: you not know that?
1: I, I certainly didn't remember.
0: Yeah, it's Denny Villeneuve.
1: Okay, so in the same way that I found Dune to drag on and not really tell me anything and was a bit dull, uh, yeah, all of that rings true in 2049 as well. (laughs) I just, again, I went to it knowing that Blade Runner is a film that you're meant to like as a film lover, filmmaker, Mm -hmm. uh, and then to go and watch this sequel, I I don't know. I just didn't care. Um, uh, Ryan Gosling is supposed to be... He, he, he is a he's a replicant a replicant yeah um, uh, and, and, we, and we know this there's no ambiguity about yeah, that yeah, he's, he's, he's a, replicant, a replicant who hunts replicants yeah. cells interlinked. Um, but uh, I just I, I, I didn't care about anything that he said or did um, I, I I
0: loved 2049 you really liked it I, really yeah. liked I remember it. you liking it I it was fantastic
1: um, I, now now then I definitely had a little sleep in the cinema uh, yeah, but while, you always do, yeah. And you so maybe it's un- some. did it's didn't you have a
0: little sleep in the cinema during Endgame? No, no. Infinity no. War. You I wash, mean, wash your mouth. You've out. definitely slept in through a lot of films.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I did my best sleeping in cinemas, <laughs> but um, no. Twenty Forty Nine. I couldn't get on board with. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Like right, right from the beginning with the the scene with him and Batista. And Batista. I was just about to say, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that 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 interaction, that moment. I enjoyed that the, that kind of slow um uh knowing that yeah. these these characters Something are going to come to blows here. um that uh that Batista's character is isn't going to <laughs> come out very well at the end of this um and but I, but Ryan Gosling throughout I just found him to be almost dead and that was probably was quite stoic you know, That's a, was, that's a choice. I'm well, playing this I think emotionless he, yeah man he's, well, he's man a robot. creature yeah. Um, um
0: but he's not dead. I mean you did see his emotions with his uh with his sort of artificial intelligence girlfriend Anna yeah. Daramas.
1: Yeah. So um I mean that particular um that particular scene is is very, very good and from a like a VFX point of view of kind of like the, the overlay. Oh you're
0: talking about the scene where he where they get the I'm gonna say prostitute in played by I think it's Jenna Jenna Malone.
1: Hmm. Yeah, he brings a a physical being in to be overlaid by the the AI that he's in love with. Yeah, I think she's
0: she's got oh no, Mackenzie Davis. Sorry, not okay. Uh She's got some uh, some kind of uh, implants or something that allows her to sort of sync up. She's got some you know not robotic implants, but you know some sort of tech implants yeah. that allows her to sync up with the AI in the room. Mm. So they yeah. She can put the hologram over on top of it. Apparently,
1: making that and the the post-effects of that was incredibly difficult and incredibly ambitious. Um, And it does look great.
0: Really tough for Ryan Gosling. Yeah,
1: yeah, hard day on set. Poor poor choice of words.
0: Hard two days on set because you had to do it twice.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, But, uh, yeah, I just... I didn't care... And I felt I, like I was meant to care because it was a big deal I think the weakest, that there was a Blade Runner sequel.
0: The weakest part in it, I think, is someone who I'm actually starting to not really like very much in Hollywood. Not personally, but for his performances. Like, It's not like uh, I'm cancelling him. I just don't, I don't think he's actually that good. Or at least he keeps doing projects that, that show him up as not being great. Who is this man? Uh, Jared Leto.
1: Oh, yeah. It's just like it's like
0: in Suicide Squad, that was the worst Joker. Yep. He's done this. He's done Morbius. It's just like, no, nah, Jared, you, you need to find a winner, Jared. You need yeah. to pick Jared, a
1: good one. Jared needs a win. He does. Um, I like the fact that um, Harrison Ford actually punched Ryan Gosling in the face during some of the stunt work.
0: Yeah, but that's because you hate Ryan Gosling.
1: Yeah, he's too beautiful. Yeah. And must be stopped. Um, you heard uh, about La La Land. And I really like that. Um, in retrospect, Ridley Scott is like, I should have done it. I'm, mm. I'm annoyed that I that I passed on it. He th- he thought he was doing the right thing, yeah. And now he looks back and he's like, I should have helmed that, and I should have been a part of it, yeah. And maybe it would have been uh, maybe it would have been different and more enjoyable it for would, me, but well, I don't maybe, think but it maybe would... less
0: enjoyable for me because, like yeah. you say, Ridley Scott, like I I've, I sort of like look through his his filmography, his his body of work, yeah. And there's not many that I go, do you know what? I love that film. Mm. The only one that I can think of that springs to mind is um, Gladiator. Really, I, I love that film.
1: Gladiator over. Oh, and and over Alien, you would say. Yeah. I'm not going to dignify that with no, a response. Let's, let's not.
0: And. The Martian. I love The Martian. Martian The Martian is fantastic. It's no Alien. No, uh, it's not. It's better.
1: Oh, Um, God. Oh, um, viewers. (laughs) So, right, okay. Listeners. Well, Alien was on my
0: honourable mention, so so we'll come to Alien after after we finish this. All right. Okay. I'm not looking forward to that. No, no. It could could get physical. Well, I appreciate that uh, it might not be for everyone, that film. It is quite slow and ponderous. Uh, but I think it's beautifully shot and I did really enjoy it. I think it was however pace,
1: pacing the pacing. Yeah.
0: However, I will say that I saw it in the cinema. Uh, I went out and bought a copy when it came out on Blu-ray, but I have not yet sat down to You've watch it. you never inserted it no, in. No. I've never never slid it in. No. No. For the best. Well, no, I'd, I'd like to watch it again. But maybe maybe there's something inside me that's telling me that I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I did. But I think I did. Anyway, we'll find well, out. Well,
1: my apologies to Denis Denis for um, ragging on him a bit too much there.
0: And Ridley Scott's not doing a Gladiator sequel. That's, that's probably mm. going to be terrible. Mm, yeah. um,
1: that's, that's a cash grab, I reckon.
0: So, shall we move on to my number one pick?
1: Your final...
0: My final pick. Now, I absolutely love this film. Right up until, like, the final act. Okay. And then I don't love it no more. Oh. I love it. It's really good. It's got a fantastic story. It's got fantastic characters. It's got fantastic actors playing these fantastic characters. And then the end kills it for me. And it's No Country for Old Men. Ooh. Another Coen Brothers. I'm Another bit, Coen bit, brothers. bit down on the Coen Brothers myself. I'm finding yeah. finding that I'm down on t- a few directors. You're down on a few directors. Yeah. Um, but, well, yeah. Maybe they should be stopped. Kubrick. It's already done. Um <laughs> My beef with No Country for Old Men is that, like I say, it's a fantastic film. And then right at the end, like you, you're you with the protagonist the whole time, you know, and you want him to win. You know, Josh Brolin, who you absolutely hated in June. You said that. <laughs> it's on the record. You said it was it was a waste of space and he should quit acting. You brought the whole project down. Yeah, um, You said he should have been played by Keanu Reeves.
1: God, Keanu. I mean, could you imagine if you'd been in Dune, it would have elevated it. Um, I could have helped you out in some small way. Fetched you a. It's always about getting a coffee for him, isn't it? Really. Yeah, well, he, that, I feel like I that. want to get him a coffee. You want yeah. him to give you fifty thousand dollars. I want that money.
0: Anyway, so Josh Brolin is the protagonist. He's playing uh, Llewellyn Moss, and he's being chased by Anton Sugar Sugar. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Yeah. And uh, and you've got Tommy e. Jones in the mix as well as this fantastic sheriff. And and it's all Lord, it's man, so yeah. compelling. It's so good. And then right at the end, spoilers, kids. Uh, just out of nowhere, Josh Brolin's character gets killed. I can't, can you remember what happens to Javier Bardem? There's a big fight in a house, and then he just sort of like He's he's, off. he's
1: injured, yeah, and he just he uh, essentially a, just walks away. It's like he walks away from the film.
0: Yeah, he walks away from the film. I think he, he sort of like stops at the side of the road. He's very injured. I think does he give does he give a kid some money for a scooter or something like that, and then just goes or a bike. Just he to, buys a bike off a kid. Does he? Yeah, for he's like got a couple of hundred dollars. I just
1: seem to remember the kind of the cameras kind of like booming up and, and leaving the scene. And uh mm. and this this malevolent evil character is allowed to just kind of Yeah go back off into the world.
0: But that's it and and Josh Brolin's dead and he I think he dies off screen as well. I don't think he's even
1: something about like you see him you see his feet for a doorway, yeah. or something like and that And, and I just like—I'm
0: just sort of like left confused. I'm like, is—is is that him? Why? Why would you do that? Why so would you say you're he's... rooting for him? But
1: he's—he—he yeah. he finds a load of money, doesn't he?
0: He finds a load of money and like
1: tries to keep it, essentially. Yeah, and there's like a kind of knowing fight. that he's doing the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. He's not a—he's not—he's not—he's not, a, he's not, he's not he's a, he's, a true hero. He's, he's an anti-hero, isn't yeah.
0: he? Yeah. He's trying to be selfish. Yeah, and you've got uh, Woody Harrelson in it, who's this fantastic like bounty hunter type character Mm. they're all really fantastic performances it's the end that ruins it for me it's like I'm following uh, Josh Brolin's character the whole time and I'm rooting for him and even if even if he'd have lost that would have been okay if you'd have seen it, but you didn't. You didn't really see it; It just happened off screen. You just find yeah, out that there's been uh, that he was beaten. Yeah. yeah, I just don't get it. Don't get it.
1: So, do you think it's like a, a subversion of, of expectation thing? Yeah, I think so. That they go for at the end, and that, I think so. I think they just that they're hurts just, your viewing of it. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think they just they're just you know, it's a bit of a self gratification there in terms of. Filmmaking, mm. they I, I think they it's can self gratificate off.
1: It. I think it's a great film with a with a great villain, a very memorable villain that will go down, you know in the in the annals of, of movie history as being this kind of ruthless in evil the, monster. In the what in the, the a- annals? The annals of hu- deep in the, the annals, deep in the annals of annals
0: in the colon of movie history.
1: In the in the colon brothers of um, <laughs> so, so um but for me that film is almost ruined from from the outset by its sound design. Okay. I find it to be the mumbliest film really? in the world. Um funnily enough, the uh Javier Batem's uh character, uh who's not a native English speaker, I understood everything he said. Um <laughs> but kidding. Tommy Lee Jones um and oh, Josh oh, Brolin. Tom Lee Jones is so well. uh, mumbling, I've uh, come uh, talk to you about though when um, I know, just I was watching it going. I'm not getting this, Tom, especially Tommy Lee Jones.
0: Tommy Lee Jones anecdote. Did you hear? Did you Did you hear about him and Jim Carrey not liking each other very much?
1: Oh, on Batman. Yeah, yeah. He hated him. Yeah. Hated, did yeah. you hear how Jim Carrey
0: got this confirmed?
1: Did he not just tell him? To just
0: his face? Like, I think it was like a, a do after you know, like maybe like the premiere or something like that. He just like wandered over to him, leaned over, and whispered in his. I hate you. Done here with a few addendums. So, points numbers one and two about the film No Country for Old Men. Yes, we do find that Jadrosh Bolin's character has died off-screen. However, we do not just see his feet. Tommy Lee Jones has a good old stare at his whole dead body in a doorway. Point number two, a character played by Javier Bardem, does not buy the child's bike or scooter, he buys the child's shirt to wrap up his broken arm that was broken in a very unexplained car crash a few seconds before. Hopefully that will satisfy a few of you die hard, though God knows why, no country for old men, fans. And on the second subject of Tommy Lee Jones' feelings about Jim Carrey, they were confirmed to Jim Carrey in a restaurant shortly before they were due to film a very big scene in the film Batman Forever. Tommy Lee Jones, shaking, leant into Jim Carrey's ear and said, I hate you. I really don't like you. Jim Carrey asked why, and he said, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Lovely. Lovely.
1: He called him a clown yeah, throughout, that, and just yeah. thought he was thought he was overacting, which is funny because it's have, you see, have you seen have you seen that him? have you seen him yourself in that film Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? I, I think it come down to the direction, but essentially he was told to be like the Joker, a, a, a jokery character. Who was a, Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face in in in, oh, in that okay. in that film? Yeah, he just there, there doesn't seem to be. He's supposed to be this split character. Of, of of two different characters there's really no split in it and either. there's no split there's just this wacky overacted mm. oh
0: god but uh, you can yeah, see why I was, I was I was I uh, was curious as to which character you meant because the Riddler ain't exactly a shrinking violet no exactly they're both he kind of he could also be a jokery character exactly
1: they both kind of are and i think that's kind of the problem they're both vying Carey and um jones <laughs> uh, and lee jones lee
0: jones jones or lee jones is it, is is it, yeah, what's his surname? What's his surname? I think it's Jones. It's got to is be it? Tommy. Tommy, Tommy middle
1: name Lee. Yeah, yeah. Surname Jones. Yeah, like, like, he like, needs to like Lee Harvey
0: it. Oswald. And he's going to be a serial killer.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think they were essentially, both of those actors were given the same brief to be this kind of wacky uh, bad guy. Or they we were trying do to the,
0: outdo each other. Should, should we um, Should we get back to the list? No. <laughs> because we've gone off on a tangent. No, no, I'm
1: enjoying this. Yeah, my main gripe with, with No Country is the... The sound design. Is the... Is the, is the or the, or, the the dialogue tracks. Right, yeah. um, okay. um, Josh Brolin talking to his wife, talking, telling her about yeah. keeping the money and everything. I, I had to rewind. I had to turn it up. I had to. Strain my ear yeah. to hear what was going on. So but how
0: do you feel about... So, the soundtrack aside, how do you yeah. feel about the ending and the film? Do you do you, do you love it? Because loads of people love
1: saying I wouldn't say I love the film. There's a guy um, at work... It's not my favourite Coen Brothers, certainly. But
0: there's a guy at work who this is his absolute favourite film, and he does not rate my opinion in any way at all because I'm not a fan. Right. So but, so. I, but I can appreciate that this is a good film. I can appreciate that. I just hate the fucking ending.
1: I think there's something very interesting in again in it's the It's like style. the mist. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. Oh it, god, I hate the something ending. Something about oh, yes. this the subverting of the, the expectations, especially when it comes to the end. I like the idea of, of, of the bad guy winning and that, that essentially that evil can't sadly can't be stopped or quelled. It will it will continue into the world. But I do agree with you that Brolin's character there could have been more of a showdown. What a shame that you that you hate the Coen brothers so very very much.
0: I don't hate the Coen brothers. <laughs> I don't. I, I love True Grit. And, yeah, that's great. And that's it.
1: And that's it. <laughs> well done, Coen brothers. Did one you thing did, very yeah, well.
0: One thing. No, True Grit was great. Although I didn't particularly, I didn't particularly like the end of that one too much. But I did respect it. Yeah.
1: One of the Coen brothers edited Evil Dead, so they're um
0: they're okay by they're you. all right
1: by you're all right in my I book. Do, I, they produced well. That one did. did I direct? think it was Joel.
0: I think I enjoyed I enjoyed the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, uh, Scruggs oh,
1: know. now, yeah, there you go. I and mean, then we're going down another tangent. The actual Buster Scruggs elements of that, like mm. anthology film, is fantastic. Yeah, that kind of uh, He's almost like a cartoon character. You know, yeah, yeah. He's like a Bugs Bunny kind of character, and I, that that might be completely intentional. I loved all of that, and then when we moved on to the, like these other vignettes, they're okay, but bring back the. This wacky cowboy character again, please. Yeah, but, yeah, I um, agree with you. I really, really like it.
0: Shall we uh, move on to your number one?
1: Okay, so my number, my number one.
0: Now you've to- hold on. Before we get into this, okay, you've told me ahead of time that this is going to be controversial. Yeah. So I, th- I think I can predict what it is, Dan, but... I want you to predict. You to, I Go think on, you're going to say Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. I'm not going to uh, say that. No. I would,
1: if I was going to do that, it, I would Yeah, I would take real glee okay. in annoying you so much by attacking your favourite franchise and attacking your uh, favourite film within. Hey, it's not my favourite um, franchise. I think it might be. No, McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> well, they've done sterling work. Absolutely. No, this is... Um, This isn't even just a film. Oh. This is a universe.
0: What? Hold on, what?
1: This is Star Wars.
0: Okay, so you don't. In
1: general. (laughs) You don't get stopped. I mean. Oh, I get it. It's very simple.
0: I, was, I, um, I just had to look down because earlier today I went for a walk and I was wearing a Star Wars top <laughs> that just said Star Wars on it but I've not I've, I've, sw- I've changed after my walk um, and, you,
1: and you think in a Usual Suspects kind of way I just I mean, look at looked something Looked around and, the room <laughs> and made it up um, uh, His no, name was um,
0: Dave Bass Guitar and he he used to work on Radiator Avenue uh, <laughs>
1: In their table division. (laughs) Um, It's that thing of, you know, the main point of this episode is that I don't get what everyone else gets. I don't love this world and these characters in the same way that the rest of the world seems to. Or at least, uh, again, in our age and gender demographic, Star Wars, New Hope and onwards is beloved. And you know, and is a multi-billion-dollar franchise, and has done, I believe, quite well. Um, yeah, they've done okay. Yeah, um, what I what I really like in Star Wars, in the Star Wars films, in the whole canon, the iconography, the See, I think the look of the world. You've the, cheated the, here because you're not why? picking one film; no, I'm you're not. picking
0: like a whole yeah. universe. That's not fair. Sorry. I could like I could go like That's the Evil Dead it. universe.
1: Hey, back up. Yeah, um, so. Uh, Yes, yeah, why I saved it to last because I knew it would, it would uh, raise some ire in you, raise some heckles. Let me yeah, say. and and uh, amongst our listenership of yeah s- yeah six people, one in Belgium. Uh, so hey I'm, hey,
0: we had one in Rotterdam as well. Wow, that, well, that could be anywhere. Episode, I don't know who it was. It could be anywhere. It could be Liverpool
1: or Rome, whatever. Yeah. So um, God, yeah, that's I'd, a
0: deep cuts for <laughs> '90s music reference. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I, I, I get why they're loved. I get why people Okay, like, then why are
0: you bringing it up? Fuck's sake. Because I struggle I'm with it. I'm swearing a lot I, today. I know.
1: Can you calm it the fuck down, I'm please? sorry.
0: Could you beep all my fucking cunting swear words, please? <laughs> I will
1: accept that last one. Um, so, yeah, I, I just struggle with it. I know people um, like yourself, close friends of mine, um, unlike yourself, who are... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, take that.
0: I know you love Take That, but let's just leave music out of this, (laughs) if you can call it music. No.
1: Yeah, people who grew up on and are still trying to grow up on Star Wars and love it and love the characters, I just never got invested. I I think it just maybe it just missed me somehow.
0: So I think that I, 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 as I was growing up, absolutely loved Star Wars, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Loved them. Yeah, they were fantastic, and I think part part of it is like you say, it's the iconography, it's the starship design, it's the fact that it's, it's, it's a it's Western style in space. And the, yeah, it's, it's a
1: Western with samurais in yeah, space. Yeah, it's got it's yeah. an
0: Arthurian, uh, you know, an Arthurian Merlin legend. Yeah. Uh, you know, a myth with legend Obi-Wan with Obi Wan Kenobi and the swords, and and you know, and there's destiny all in there, and it's and, and it's also, it's also about family, you know, because you got Darth Wade, Darth Darth Vader. The fishing version, <laughs> Darth Vader.
1: I'm gonna put my Darth Vader on.
0: Everything about that that original trilogy like was that was so ingrained in my childhood. Mm. The toys, the soundtrack, just everything about it. And and you know that that VHS was worn out. I played it so many times in my VHS machine. That's a video. That's for the kids out there. That's what you used to do before yep. Netflix and streaming with the new stuff. They're so watering it down. So the universe for me, the Star Wars universe, is going downhill. I'm not liking it as much as I used to, but those original films, yeah, I love them, and I will slap you in your damn mouth if you say another word against them, Daniel. Well,
1: that's, that's the another thing. Another word! I think a lot of people listening to this right now would completely agree with everything that you just said. It's because I'm right. Yeah, and, but I mean I remember going and watching... Uh, a new hope when it had like a digital re-release at the cinema. Yeah, yeah. In the nineties,
0: ninety-seven or something. Mm. They, they and I also
1: out. remember laying down on the cinema floor because I was a bit bored.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to let you into a little secret. I don't think I've I've admitted this to anyone, but I fairly recently podcast exclusive there was a re-release of a director's cut which had been recently color graded of Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Oh, yes. So I, I went to see a double bill of this Star Trek The Motion Picture director's cut, recently colour-graded, which I've seen a million times, and Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, which I've seen a million times. Saw them in the big screen. Mm. Oh, and I was bored. <laughs> because I'd seen them so many times, I'd never seen them before on the big screen, I wanted to do it, but I was a little bit bored.
1: Oh, dear, that yeah. is... It's quite a confession. You've looked into your own soul, there. I have. Yeah. I've looked
0: into my own soul, yeah. and I came up wanting.
1: I mean, I tell you when... A little
0: bit bored. I still enjoyed some bits of it. I did. I don't want to. I tell you
1: when Star Wars did grab me, though. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, you've just jumped on a bandwagon here." Um, when the Mandalorian came out, uh, you know, separate separate <laughs> stories away from your 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 uh, Skywalker saga.
0: So you you know my friend who because no. uh, you don't have any real I don't wars. have any friend my friend who who does not rate anything I say about movies. Oh, this person. This person, because... Friend is a strong word. Yeah. It made him
1: sound like a, kind of like an enemy at work. You know,
0: my, my colleague, he hates The Mandalorian.
1: <laughs> because you said it was good. No, I, oh. I,
0: I've, said, I've said it's good. i said it's entertaining. Uh, the Mandalorian, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, the A-team or the fugitive or the Incredible Hulk in space. It's special person, comes to town, solves a problem, moves on to the next town.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's more on that western side, yeah. isn't it? Of like a, the the the, the I mean, hero with no name, the cowboy like, I think with no like, name, kind uh, of thing.
0: Alias Smith and Jones. They did it in the western style, where the, you know they come into a town, there is a, uh, a a drug baron or something like that ruling the town. They fight the drug baron, solve the problem, and then piss yeah, off again.
1: Kind of Magnificent Seven style. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And and every episode of those TV shows, it was a, a new town each week and a new problem for him to fight. And and off the go, the A team did it, you know, with cabbage guns. Do you remember that? Because <laughs> it was always non-lethal, so they created these cannons that fu- that fired cabbages. <laughs> in one episode, it's fantastic. And, uh, and I suppose, he, I suppose, to
1: to another extent, Littlest Hobo.
0: Absolutely, Littlest Hobo. God, um, that song used to make me cry. <laughs> but he he dislikes the Mandalorian for this, whereas I just go, yeah, but it's a tried and tested format. I've just listed off. Nearly half a dozen shows that do exactly the same format, yeah, and they went on for a long time, and that's why it works, mm. you know.
1: I don't know what it was about that show. It, it, yeah, it, it pulled me in, and it, and it, it grabbed me. I think it's uh, losing its charm a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. But was. um, yeah, I like I liked the the origin of that. Uh, and again, I, I suppose I like that because it's that kind of tried and tested formula wrapped up in Star Wars, wrapped up in um that kind of the Western tropes, but largely. Star Wars, I'm afraid... Didn't really, didn't. I, it's like I missed the bus. Okay,
0: I love those original films. I, know. I always have. The, the, I know. They're so good. Like, a particularly one of my favorite uh, sort of scenes, but it's not a scene in in movie history. Is the, is where well, it's the final act of Return of the Jedi mm. when you've got the fight down on Endor with the Ewoks. A lot of people don't like the Ewoks. I don't. Nope. I don't mind. I'm not don't a big care. fan of that. By the way, so you have got the fight down on Endor. You did got like the,
1: the speeder bikes on that. There,
0: that was cool. yeah, that was good. And you've got the battle up in space. With yeah. all the spaceships, you know, the, for a long time they held the record for the the most number of spaceships in a space battle, uh, with that special effects sequence. And you had the the battle between Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and the Emperor in the Emperor's throne room, and it was this fantastic cutting between those three. Parallel actions all going on. It was just a superb, like, the music, John Williams' score was just so good. All right, I can appreciate how people don't really like Star Wars. Yeah, I can appreciate how people don't really like Star Wars sometimes. And I think that these days it has gotten far too watered down. Yeah, and I
1: think original Star Wars fans like yourself are are seeing that and feeling that. Do
0: you know, it's an interesting thing, though, because I I never particularly liked the prequels either. The prequels, I thought, Mm. had some... Interesting moments, some good moments. Like the particularly, like well, they
1: were much maligned, weren't they? You know, yeah, people but, weren't happy.
0: But then there's there's bits like the the Phantom Menace, the fight with Darth Maul with yes Obi Wan Kenobi and Qui Quite Qui-Gon. iconic, yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. And again,
1: like when we talk about iconography, Darth Maul's look, mm. the, the the makeup, the the, the face, the the yeah, the, yeah. the, the colouring of his of his being, mm. loved it. The double edged uh, lightsaber, double edged lightsaber, yeah, love it. Yeah, that that that, in the in in the look, but I don't. That was fantastic. I'm I'm not like no, I never rated those films.
0: But do you know what? There are a bunch of kids these days, or a bunch of twenty something year olds, and that's their Star Wars. They love those films because they're their Star Wars. Yeah, I have never let my children watch those films, (laughs) Uh, and they're coming to an age now where I can't stop them. Because.
1: Metaglorians in in your house is a swear word.
0: That was it. They started to try and, like, George Lucas started to try and put science to a mythology, and it just didn't work. It's a bit like, you know, Indiana Jones and the it being aliens. It's like, no, this is myths. This is
1: meant to be space magic, not
0: yeah, exactly. It is. It's space magic. You don't need to try and explain the space magic, but anyway. I get it. I get that you don't like it. Yeah, and I,
1: I'm asking for no one to agree with me. This is a weird personal I think thing in me. it's a real
0: shame that this is the end of the podcast and we I won't know. do any more Sorry, episodes everyone. after this. Yeah, I know.
1: well, yeah, this will be it. They're going to send the yeah, bailiffs yeah. around and take our stuff away.
0: And the Shining is shit. Anyway, Whoa. shall we move on from there to our honourable mentions?
1: I think we should. We should wash the uh, the bad taste of my uh, hatred for Star Wars. <laughs> I don't, I don't hate it. Your very personal betrayal. I don't then. hate it at all. I tell you what it was. I never had any Star Wars toys. Maybe if I had, maybe I would have. Uh, I would have dug it a bit more.
0: So I think you've got a list of like two or three honourable mentions, and I've got about six or seven. So bloody hell! Just we rattle through yours and then rattle machine
1: through mine, machine gun style? Let's go. Now you go first.
0: Um, okay. Well, uh, number one on my honourable mentions is Frozen. What the fuck's all that about?
1: I don't think that film's for you. No, no, I don't, no, think, I don't it think it was would. aimed at you.
0: I'll tell you why I say what the fuck was that about. Because Tangled is way better. <laughs>
1: That's a really good point. That's Tangled a, that is, is a fantastic quite, a entertaining film. film.
0: They came out, you know, not back to back, but it was I think it was Tangled then Frozen. And the only thing that the Frozen has got that Tangled hasn't got is that song. And that's it. Tangled's mm. got a way better story, way better characters. It's got, some good songs. it's got it has got some good songs. It just doesn't have that catchy one. Let it go.
1: Yeah. How old were your children when when Frozen came out?
0: Oh, How many good, times was question. it?
1: Played in your house, not
0: that many because I I would make them watch Tangled instead because it's a better film. Okay, so the the two year old appreciated the narrative structure of Tangled better. F-
1: Frozen was played back to back in my house <laughs> quite a lot. Was it really? And there were different toys and dolls that would also have the song like built into their uh, yeah
0: very yeah. very fabric. They're very cool. You
1: press a button and yeah you get a little blast yeah, we of Elsa. Had
0: some of those. I, I suspect that we might have gotten a like a frozen toy I don't know I think you could be at at Um, four I'll tell you something about Tangled we uh, when we got our first 3D TV which must have been around I don't know you're now now redundant 3D television yeah uh, I know I loved 3D anyway yeah that
1: summer of 3D was pretty good I loved 3D it was great (laughs) some
0: films were crap in 3D but some were absolutely fantastic Mm. um when we got our first three D TV, the only DVD that we had in the house, or the only Blu Ray that we had in the house that had three D was Tangled. So me and my kid's godfather sat down one evening and we said, should we, should, we, "Should we put a couple of minutes of this on just to see, just test out the three D?" Yeah, let's do that. Two hours later, <laughs> that was a two, banger. Two grown men, no Crying. children in sight. <laughs> <laughs> Mother knows best. It's got good songs. It's got great it songs. Does.
1: You're right. It is better than Frozen. It's way better than yeah. Frozen. But yeah. that that must be a damn catchy song that Let oh, It Go because it's so it was annoying. it's still everywhere. I would say. Yeah.
0: So anyway, should we move on to my next honourable mention, or do you want to do one?
1: Uh, I'll do one.
0: You do one. I've got nothing. I can throw you some of mine. if You,
1: you might want. have to. I've got nothing. Why don't you
0: take The Shining?
1: I'm all right, thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, so uh, I suppose very very quickly, um, the Lego Movie Two. Oh, okay. Uh, um, only be only because it's a bit like what I was saying about Jordan. Built the the first film is. Fantastic, yeah, it's really Uh, good. And maybe everything really is awesome, but um, when number two comes around, and it's like a bit of a, it's got like a psychological character study kind of thing going on. Have you not not watched it? it, No. Uh, um, uh, Just a lot of what makes the first film great isn't there in the sequel. The second film, it just.
0: Yeah, I think it, it was. It's it a hard is, act
1: it to follow. isn't. Yeah, it's a hard act to follow. I think that's exactly it. It's yeah. kind of like you make something that is it's, absolutely you know solid, and then you need to cash in on it with the, this with this sequel.
0: Do you know what? I'm going to go down the line of what I heard somebody say about the difference between everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, and Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. Yeah, they made uh, everything, everywhere, all at once because they had a story to tell that involved multiverses, and they wanted to tell this story. They made Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because they had a release date for Doctor Strange 2. They were contractually they to obliged. Film. Yeah, and it's kind of like that. It, Lego yeah. 2. Yeah, they, they just had to make it. Yeah, when they, they, when they signed money. up, Chris yeah.
1: Pratt and others, they were like, this is a yeah. multi movie deal, mate.
0: Shall I move on? Please. My next honorable mention uh, Avatar. Oh,
1: it, yeah, okay, yeah.
0: I mean, it's kind of like, I, I, it's not that I. So anyone that I speak to about this film goes, yeah, it was all right, it was beautiful. But the story was crap. The story was Pocahontas, Fern Gully, uh, Last of the Mohicans, uh, Dances with Wolves. It was you know, it was all of those films. Maybe not Last of the Mohicans.
1: So do you think it's beloved then? No,
0: no. This is the thing: is I don't think it's beloved, but I think it's broken records in terms of how much money it's made. Yeah, this this is the bit that I don't understand: is that everyone the whole world went out to watch it, yeah, and no one really dug it. I kind of get it with the first one because it was so beautiful it was also 3D it was made for 3D and it yep. was spectacular in, the, in, in 3D. the 3D boom and and yeah and they made a lot of money you know there was actually a price a price hike on the 3D cinema tickets and you could really only go and see it in 3D like five times a day yeah um but yeah so i could kind of see why the first one made so much money like th- nearly 3 billion or whatever it was yeah but the second one like no one like if you talk to anyone about the first one you can maybe pick up one or two character names. Yeah. You, you know, you you just don't... It's not that... Like, the characters aren't that memorable. Jake Sully. Jake Sully. Uh, Grace is... Was that Sigourney Weaver? Sigourney Weaver, but yeah. you had to check there, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> and I can't remember what the colonel's name is, but Colonel Bad Guy.
1: Angry Bad Colonel Soldier Boy. I can't Soldier remember Boy. what
0: Zoe Saldana's character's called. Blue Girl. Blue Girl. One, uh, one
1: of the Navi. Yeah, who knows?
0: Oh, Navu. You see? I don't know, Navi. are
1: the creatures. Are oh, they? The people? Navu?
0: Navu the planet? Where's Navu? don't
1: know. You might be having a stroke.
0: Might be. But yeah, so I don't understand why the sequel really has made so much money, I suppose. I just don't understand why it seems or to be Or why this so
1: universe good. of films, this this franchise of films, is it's all James Cameron cares about.
0: Yeah. Well, this is it. Like, So it, the first one came out in about 2009, I think. mm Uh, And it's been 13 years between films about that. Yeah. Uh, And because they're they're developing
1: the technology to make the next film. Yeah.
0: yeah, In that time there's been four sequels in various stages of production and pre-production. Yeah. So they've got Avatar 2, which has now come out. Yeah. Avatar 3 is on its way because it was sort of a part 1 and 2. But Avatar 4 and 5 are also to be
1: five films, isn't in it?
0: the works. Yeah, And it's like, okay, so maybe they've just sort of taken the Harry Potter model and gone, it's going to be this many films.
1: Yeah, do you think it's another one of these, um, you know, a bit like the when you asked the question about George Lucas and did he have all of this plotted out or this story from the beginning? Is that Maybe. what Cameron's done? Is he kind of got I've got this huge overarching uh, storyline and it has to be can only be told in Written five films. Yeah. <laughs> that are two hours long. Maybe. And that people kind of go, Yeah, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Should we move on? Absolutely. What's your next one? Okay. So uh the one that I'll put in here, and this will be the last one from me, and it's more just that I've got um umbrage with it really, but is um the the film uh Death Proof.
0: Ah, Tarantino.
1: So Tarantino, it, it's kind of like, you know, Tarantino's always, it's always, whenever we talk about Tarantino films, we're kind of going to go, oh, it's Tarantino's sixth film. Like, that's, you know, like, well, it's, imp- he was, he it's important. he always he was only going to make 9 and then And then he, and then he and was, then going, he to was going
0: to And he predicted this, like, at the, at the beginning of his career.
1: Yeah. Why would you do that? Because he's an ecomania.
0: Because, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, for, for me, this this one doesn't even feel like a Tarantino film, and it certainly doesn't feel like one of his nine nine and quit uh, films. Mm-hmm. Um, the the reason that I don't I don't get it, or that I the problem that I have with it is that it's it's the same story elements twice. Yeah, so I you think
0: know? I could be wrong on this, but I think that he made the first half where the all the the girls are killed at yes. the end. Yeah and then... Uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell's got this car yeah, that, he can, that he can... Yeah, Stunt car Mike, is it? Yeah, is that, that he can drive and Stunt he, he
1: can crash it and whoever... Uh, only he, as the it's driver, death-proof. survives it. Yeah. Anyone else in the car would die, um but he would survive. Yeah. And so he's a maniac and yeah. he tricks people into getting into his car so that he can crash the car. And then doesn't he drive
0: over the car of the girls and just destroy their car as well? You and it crush... explodes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, like but that. he's it kills okay. Them, yeah. But he's okay. There's the bit in the coffee shop at the beginning where the girls are all sitting around talking a la Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, and it's just like Tarantino is sort of trying to feel as relevant as he was during his early career. It's like he's
1: nudging you and going, like, "Do you remember this? Do you remember? Do you I remember can still, what?
0: I can still do this. I you still know, got
1: it." People think I, I call myself like the, the king of dialogue, and I'm, you know, yeah, yeah. going to hit uh, you with it again.
0: No, I, I, yeah, I, I don't get that, and I think that they made the first half for Grindhouse. With I was
1: going to say, I don't know if it's relevant to mention that this was part of the, it the was the Grindhouse it? release so they did with Planet this Terror. and Planet Terror. Robin um, and they were meant to 10. come out as this double bill and i think yeah. they that maybe they that did. happened in america didn't happen over here did they split it here? they split the two films
0: but i think that that first half was the film, and then I think he went back and filmed the other half of the film to make it a complete film because it was only oh. a half a film for the planet, well. That that's my problem. Testing.
1: Is that what it? That's what it feels like.
0: And then, and then they, like you say, they go back and do exactly the same thing again. But I think does don't, man, Mike die. Yeah, he's
1: he's he essentially picks the wrong uh, group of women yeah. to 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 prey on, and they beat him. Yeah. Um. I just
0: no, did, I don't get it. I just didn't don't care. care. Don't care. Don't like yeah. it. I think we can happily move on because let's move on to whatever th- you I want to say But I think a lot, of, a lot of people don't like that film.
1: Yeah, so I don't think we're really talking about no. a, a populist I don't know. Tarantino fans will probably defend it. Uh, Maybe some, it's not I, at the top our, of the list. Our, our
0: friend Dee Dee, shout out Dee. He he loves that film. Does he? I think it's like his favorite Tarantino film. Correct wow. me if I'm wrong. When you see me, Dee, which you will. Yeah, I, th- I think he he absolutely loves that film. He but he's the only person I've met who loves that film. Wow, But I don't understand why. Yeah.
1: Right. So you've got one more in the barrel, yeah? No,
0: I've got a couple more in the barrel. You what? I know. Well, one film, I did, this is just because I, I haven't seen it very much. I saw it once a long time ago. I didn't really get it. The Shining. You, oh, man. I know. You're well, gonna... yeah, well, you this Star Was you fucker.
1: I did, yeah. <laughs> I took down a hole. Franchise. Well, That's you it. You didn't take it down. I did. I finished you it. You did off. not take no it down after this you podcast is released, mate.
0: You couldn't take your own pants down. <laughs> That's what you're here for, <laughs> exactly.
1: So the Shining. The Shining. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I know you love it. I just, I just, I it, do. But I, I, I also understand just, what you're saying. I do, I, at the end of it is just a bit what? Because <laughs> like he's chasing someone around a maze or something with an with an axe. I think yeah. in the frozen, and then it cuts to him frozen to death in the morning. Oh, okay. Well, that's that finished then, isn't it? Yeah. Apparently, in the book, the book is very different.
1: Yeah, we talked about it before, but it's me, it's, it's, uh, it's it's certainly more explosive.
0: Yeah. Well, know. anyway, uh, so well, moving on to my next one.
1: The only thing I would say no. is, is that no, no, no. no it's moving not. On. It's not in defence. Okay. It's not in defence. Did you know that Kubrick was um, nominated for a Razzie? Oh, really? For The Shining. Oh, really? As worst director.
0: Yeah, I'm down with that. The um, uh, other one I guess I don't get so much, but is really popular is Goodfellas. I've, I've okay. watched it a couple of times. It's, I sort of enjoy Going after the big dogs. So, yeah, yeah. Kubrick, Scorsese. Yeah, absolutely. I can take him down. I mean, I kind of appreciate Goodfellas, but maybe it's just not for me. I don't know. Mm. Do you like Goodfellas?
1: I do. I do. I like most of Scorsese's work, yeah. Okay.
0: Mm. Well, I'm sure you appreciate. it As I that. think most people do. And, yeah, well, just ending on another Ridley Scott one is Alien.
1: Yeah, now yeah, now like, you and me gonna have like some kind of falling out. I don't. I love Alien. What are you talking
0: I, about? I also love Alien Three. Just Alien. I, I sort of. It's a bit like what you said about Big Lebowski. It's like I love elements of it. There, yeah. Okay. There, there are elements of it that's that are fantastic. I love the alien itself. Yeah. You know the xenomorph. Yeah. Uh, I love the the little alien that. The, like the chest burster and, yep. and uh, although I always think these days of the bit at the end of uh, Spaceballs, <laughs> uh, where put, "Hello,
1: my baby. Hello, my, my darling. Hello, Hello. <laughs> my red hand girl." Yeah,
0: love it. Um, I I love the, uh, the 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 whole design of the the ship and everything. The, the, mm. This this industrial you like the pipework everywhere. Yeah, and I love the the alien ship and the the alien like the alien eggs and the way the eggs open up and everything there's a lot of love love all the designer stuff i just find the film too slow right it's so very slow and i think i think ridley scott even agreed he agrees with you well i think he did because a director's cut was brought out that was shorter than the theatrical cut okay when does that ever happen yeah (laughs) he's like he'd cut material out he tightened it and added extra bits in you Mm. know so he added more material in but cut some stuff out uh, and I and I've watched that, and I do th- I think it I do prefer it. Um, do you want to know the bit an Alien that I
1: don't like? Yeah, go on. So uh, Ash, uh, so spoiler town. Uh, Ash is uh, one of the crew members. The, yeah, the doctor robot. is revealed to be a doctor, an android, and um, he's a doctor. It, he's a doctor, isn't
0: he? I thought he was like maybe like the science Medi- officer.
1: Like, yeah, oh, science. Okay. Uh, no, no, you're right. It's a science officer, but yeah, he's got like a medical bent to him. And he uh, he's um Medical gone what? Yeah. He's gone uh he's gone mental Um he's sent there by the corporation to uh uh kind of sabotage the mission and and, and capture the, the Xenomorph Um crew are expendable. And when he starts attacking Ripley, one, he tries to kill Ripley by rolling up a magazine Money and putting magazine. it in her mouth <laughs> yeah. um with her mouth with her nose still able to draw in Oxygen, I yeah, believe. Yeah. He and, he may cover her got, nose with his hands, but got, it's weird. The yeah, magazine thing's got, weird. He's
0: got superhuman strength, so why not just...
1: Break a neck, yeah. Break a neck, punch strangler,
0: through a chest. Just yeah, just whatever. So many options.
1: Yeah, yeah. The magazine thing was was really weird. And it kind of feels improvised, you know, um, yeah. on the set. Um it kind I of feels. There, there it, was a bit of that. It
0: kind of feels like violating and quite dark. And I think that that's probably what they what they were going
1: for. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, he um, has his block knocked off. He has his head yeah. uh, ripped off. Uh, in if in, you're going to say if you're going to say Go the
0: bit that you don't like, I think it's the bit that I like.
1: Okay. Uh the bit that I don't like is that you have this uh jump cut from uh his oh, his yeah. head on the table, which is a, a prop obviously, oh, okay. yeah, and yeah. then it jumps to um I I, say- Ian Holmes real head and performance, but it but you it's the editing. You yeah, could yeah. you could have okay, gone from yeah. the prop on the table cut to the crew back to Back to him, yeah, and he and just, it's and it's the actor. Yeah,
0: you're right. It's the jump cut. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I get that because I quite like that. It's the magic his head, trick of going from his the head is to... rolling over a little bit, and they have to set it up like twice <laughs> to get it to, to stay there. Yeah, and yes, you're right. There is a jump cut there. If they if they'd just if there'd been two different angles, yeah, then yeah, or it's like you say, so just cut away for a second. You know, it's like, so it feels like stupid. They, it's so lazy. It feels like they just didn't think of anything to to shoot anything I between don't... those two shots.
1: I don't know there must there has to be a reaction shot in the rushes of mm, of think. anyone go cut to Jones the cat yeah <laughs> um but yeah other than that the, the uh it's a hundred percent perfect film
0: it's not <laughs> it, it's it got some amazing bits and it's started a fantastic franchise that oh, yeah. that went downhill really quick after the first three films <laughs> yeah four I mean is, a lot of people a, mistake. a lot of people really only like one and two it's true um but I, I do I love three yeah um Okay. Well, I think that we've... We've uh, shit on enough things. films. Yeah. I'm going to give you one. Like, <laughs> you know, we do uh, we do an opposites. So I'm going to give you one that I love that a lot of people don't like. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, which is Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah you are, anyway. You especially one. the extended cut because it really fleshes it out. A lot of people hate the Martha thing, but I really... I sort of got that. I got I didn't, it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing that in the cinema and people laughing. Um, yeah. I I I did understand it. Worked it worked for me. It, it really didn't did. bother me. Yeah. It was it was um the overall portrayal of Batman uh Snyder's Batman I suppose I don't like. And um and I didn't like the fact that um uh, Superman and Batman meet as enemies, you know, yeah. for them to fight is meant to be very difficult for them because they have been uh, friends, colleagues um for so very very long in
0: the world of multiverse you know you've got loads of different versions and this was this was taking this is just a different take yeah this was taking a lot from you know the dark knight returns you know frank miller's stuff you you took an awful lot of character design an awful lot of um that that fight came from the dark knight returns where batman and superman uh, and an awful lot of the fact that batman has been doing this for 20 years or i mean it yeah, I suppose it's not that's another problem is that we, had, we had, to that. Yeah, had to jump into that.
1: Yeah, jump into that time it, it, in Batman's life. It does have problems. This film, yeah. but
0: I still love it. I think the aesthetic. I think the 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 music. I love the music, and I and I think that uh, much as I was incredibly skeptical about whether or not Ben Affleck could pull off Batman, mm, I th- sure. I thought he was really good.
1: I don't have a problem with with uh, with Bruce Affleck Wayne. at all. Yeah, um, I, it was just the the. That version of Batman doesn't sit well with me, because he's a flagrant killer. But then we've said this before. Yeah, so was Keaton's, so was Keaton's Batman? So was Keaton's Batman.
0: And no, he and no one gives him any grief. Yeah,
1: he, he, I know. Well, this he is put dynamite a, he, in a man's pants, people, and then walked away like a cool guy as he exploded.
0: People gave Superman grief. or gave Superman grief. Gave Man of Steel grief, um, because Superman uh, breaks Zod's neck yeah. at the end of Man of Steel. Yeah. But in Superman Two. You know the original Superman. Two Superman stands in the Fortress of Solitude and depowers all the Kryptonians, so they have no powers left. Non tries to fly and he falls down to an icy grave. Uh, Lois Lane smacks Ursa and she falls down to an icy grave. Superman crushes Zod's hand, his now human hand, picks him up, throws him against a wall, where he slides down to an icy grave. He could have put him in a prison. But he thought, nah, fuck it. Do you know what? Yes, it's I, I've, got, I've got so much to do today. I've got laundry. I've got to wash my capes. You know, I've, yeah, I've got to cook for Lois. It's a busy day. I'll just kill him instead. <laughs> no one gives him any grief for that. You know, Zod at least had his powers in Man of Steel and he was, you know, he was doing it to protect humanity. But in Superman 2, he was completely powerless. He just executed him. On that note, uh, we done.
1: I think we're totally done.
0: I think we're done. So thank you very much for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed our first negative podcast. Cause oh, everything we'll we do-, do it
1: again. I mean, how do you feel? I feel kind of dirty.
0: I right feel a little now. dirty. Everything we've done so far has been has been on the positive side of things. And this yeah, one we've taken... Because we're,
1: we're a pair of happy chappies.
0: Yeah, we've slid into the dark side in this one. Yep. Tickled yep. the dark sides, G-spot. Yep. Um... <laughs> So, well, thank you very much for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed making it. Please remember to tell all your friends about this because the only way that we're going to carry on doing this is if we get people to listen to us. Otherwise, we might as well just talk to ourselves. If you want to get in contact with us and talk about any of the things that we have said, if you want to correct us because we know that we talk bullshit a lot of the time, you can email us at matesratepod at gmail.com. So that's m a t e s. R-A-T-E-P-O-D at gmail.com.
1: We'd love to hear from you. We'd, we'd love to read out your emails on future episodes.
0: Apparently Dan can read now.
1: When I said we, it was like the royal we. I see. I will be getting you to do that.
0: Okay. Thank you to everyone for listening. Please do like, share and subscribe. Oh, God. Sorry, Kevin the teenager over there.
1: Uh, just, you know,
0: bloody hell. It's so important to us that you do pass this on to as many people as possible so that we can get more than one listener in Belgium. That's our goal, people.
1: I want five Belgians.
0: Five Belgians. So from me, Gascar, and him... I'm Dan Kayser. My God, I love you so much. Thank you very much. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye to the pit.
1: What's the yeah? What's the collective noun for a group of Belgians? Is it a is it a poiro? I think it is, is it a Poirot
0: of Belgians. Mm. God, spread the word, Belgian friend.